0: most of us don't hear our names chanted during a normal day at the office or on a morning zoom meeting but most of us aren't taylor booth the 21 year old american has been helping fc utrecht earn result after result as they push for an appearance in one of europe's club continental competitions next season after the final whistle of a recent home win the chants started to ring out from utrecht fans Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Back Heeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on today's episode, we're talking all about Taylor Booth, a young American rapidly becoming a star in the Eredivisie after moving from Utrecht to Bayern Munich. The former RSL Academy player has drawn praise from Dutch media and the De Boer brother who didn't coach Atlanta United. With impressive performance after impressive performance, Booth is doing more to raise his stock than any other American playing abroad right now. We're watching Booth emerge right as the US men's national team begins a search for players to add to its strong but small core. On today's show, we're gonna talk about what makes the young attacker so special and why he should be called up for the US MNT's games next month. And we're going to do it in the amount of time it takes you to drink a cup of coffee, because here on the backfield show, we believe that just because soccer games are 90 minutes long doesn't mean that soccer podcasts have to be. So let's get to it and talk soccer. There's a lot to like about Taylor Booth's game, but the first thing that stands out about him is how many ways he manages to influence attacks over the course of a game. He's not a dynamic goal scorer, but he adds value with his ability to connect and create. Booth usually is playing on the right wing or in the right half space for Utrecht in the Netherlands. He's smooth in possession, quick and effective with his touches, and regularly finds gaps in the opposing defense. Now we're not talking about Kevin De Bruyne or Bernardo Silva here, but we're talking about a well-rounded attacking contributor. He plays quickly, and with energy, he drives the ball forward into space, and he finds his teammates in good spots. Among wingers and attacking midfielders in top-tier men's leagues, Booth is in the 75th percentile or higher and expected assists and goals created from set plays and carries into the final third That's all on a per 90-minute basis. Those are some promising numbers for a player in his first full season of first division professional soccer. Booth has a strong right foot and an almost Clint dempsey willingness to try stuff, if dempsey is a phrase that we can use in American soccer vernacular. He's an asset in open play and pulls out clever tricks and flicks to help find his teammates in behind the back line or in tight spots or in valuable spots in and around the final third. Booth is right-footed, but he can connect play with his left foot too. He's not the best dribbler out on the wing. According to FB Ref, he's in just the 48th percentile in successful take-ons per 90 minutes among wingers and attacking midfielders in those same men's leagues. That stat shows that he's not a great dribbler, but he is comfortable in tight spots. And when that comfort in tight spots meets his vision and creativity, he starts to clown people out on the right wing. He's got great close control. It is not phased by one or two defenders coming at him. He can get himself free and then get into the final third and put a lovely ball across to his teammates. When he's out on the right side or standing over a corner kick, Booth regularly hits well-weighted forward passes and crosses into the box. He's been one of the better chance creators in the Netherlands this year, and he currently ranks 14th among active Eredivisie players in expected assisted goals per 90 minutes. He's no stranger to manufacturing quality chances and has racked up some really nice shot assists this season. Whether it's with an unexpected skill move or a smart progressive pass or a teasing ball into the box, Booth contributes to his team's attacking play in a bunch of different ways. He can also pop up in different spots. Booth has played the majority of his minutes this year as a right winger, but he's played some on the left and and has played some in central midfield as well. That versatility is another thing that makes him really valuable. He's not a classic 1v1 winger. He's not a classic through ball merchant at the number 10 spot. And he's not going to give you a ton of defensive stability as a number 8, either in a double pivot or, or really in a 4-3-3 either. But he can do a little bit of everything. And he's probably at his best in those half spaces where he can combine and drift and make plays and counterpress. He's done all that stuff well this season, especially in recent weeks. That's some of what makes Taylor Booth special. He's skillful, he's creative, he's quick, he's intense, he's versatile. But how does he fit with the U.S.? That's the key question here, right, as we look ahead to what is probably the biggest, or if not the biggest, the second biggest World Cup that the U.S. has ever played in. The U.S. men's national team already has a bunch of players who are comfortable in the half spaces. But the team still needs depth, they need cover for injuries and suspension, and they still need players to push the first-choice guys. Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Brendan Aronson, Tim Weah, they all have experience with the U.S. playing in a role similar to the one that Booth usually plays in in the Netherlands. But most of those players are injury-prone. Christian Pulisic has missed time. Gio Reyna has missed time. Tim Weah. I mean, these guys are not always ready and available to go. And even setting aside those injuries, I'm not totally sure that that group of four is untouchable. Their backups, Jordan Morris and Paul Areola, those guys certainly aren't written in pen on the roster sheet. With strong performances this season for Utrecht, Booth has put himself in a position to disrupt the U.S. men's national team's current depth chart. He can help support the first-choice guys, and if he really gets going, he could challenge for more than sporadic minutes. There's still room and time for the 21-year-old to test himself at a higher level, but the early signs are encouraging. He's earned a call-up, in my view, to the U.S. men's national team next month for their CONCACAF Nations League games. And hey, if he does well with the U.S. in March don't be surprised to hear a familiar chant coming from the stands that's it for this episode of the Backheel show if you enjoyed go ahead and check out Backheel.com and subscribe to read the best independent american soccer coverage out there from features to analysis to interviews we've got you covered for now we'll talk to you soon